Welcome to A Couch Divided Podcast, where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas. All right, Nick, sit back and relax. And if you can't, we need to talk about that. (laughs) Prepare to be couched. Welcome, everybody, to A Couch Divided Podcast. My name is Nick. Alongside with me, as always, the glorious, wonderful Dr. Robin Hall. Hello, sir. I keep making the pauses very long right there because I want (laughs) them to get excited for Dr. Robin Hall. We should probably check in to find out if that does increase their... Well. Now we Excited do. Excited anticipation. If it didn't before, it does now because we just mentioned <laughs> it. And they now know that's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yes. Dr. Robin Hall. <laughs> um, hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Um, good. Good. Overall good. Feeling a little tired today. It's been weird weather here. And I yes. think it's starting to really. Oh, my goodness. I've had the battle. Me. A cold and then like it comes and goes. It just nags. You know <laughs> what I mean? You feel good for two days and you're like, oh, it's back. And you feel. Well, part back. of it is allergies, dude. Yeah. I bet. Seriously. Yeah, I bet. I'm I having know. such a terrible allergy response And right then it, now. it just totally exposes me how I kind of live my, my lifestyle as far as health goes. You know, I don't <laughs> eat you know, that great, you know, and I'm not a health nut or anything like that. And so when you get sick, it's like, oh, if I just didn't eat Taco Bell, I'd be fine. Oh my you gosh. Know? Yeah. It, well, there's that, a, that, there's so much truth. There's so much truth <laughs> in it because I, you know, like I wasn't always the way that I am. Um, and, uh, um, <laughs> I used to get sick and it lasts for a day and I didn't feel any effects of it, but now I'm also 35 years old. I'm a little bigger. <laughs> Little, uh, little older, and so they just things weigh on you. you know. Dude, you don't know like chronic sickness until you have a tiny, mm-hmm. almost two year old, bringing no, crazy. Im- well, and then a husband. You won't ever have a husband, but then a, a partner who works in a hospital. We're just like the family that gives to each other. I uh, I uh, started getting sick like three weeks ago, and uh, I was in my bathroom, and I sneezed, and I went. Toby. Oh no! <laughs> don't curse. It was his it, name. It, no. It was my fault because he got snot all over his face, oh, and I'm sitting there. Yeah. No, I don't care. I'm like Toby, uh, and I'm you know he like loves I you. I knew better. I knew better. I could have wiped his nose. I didn't. But um, um, and that you know that's just expect. My sister's a school teacher. She's like sick all yeah. year. You know. <laughs> yeah, that is such a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and their little immune systems need it, but. Yeah. If, yeah. I swear I went there were periods of time where I was like not sick for years at a time uh, yeah. and then yeah okay that's I, just not how I it bounce anymore. back pretty quick it's just now I'm 35 and I go oh it's lingering a little longer than it used to be <laughs> what's gonna happen when I'm 40 linger it's such a good word that's what it is and it's linger. nagging it's like st- it's 
it's talking to me too as well. I even name it. Ew. <laughs> like it's just uh, <laughs> Ralph's back. Oh know? no. <laughs> uh, he named his sickness. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, uh, how much anxiety can that generate in me? It, it can, you know what I mean? You mean um, being sick? Yeah, this is, I mean, I'm new to being mid, you know, in my mid thirties and sure. I'm new to the weight that I have, new yeah. to that mentality. So yeah, you know, until a couple years from now, until I get used to that or switch my lifestyle, I'm always going to be kind of anxious about it. Well, I feel like that's conviction Yeah, from the spirit. Yeah, so we can't much. ignore that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, sometimes we play really hard to get with that conviction. I think about my weight now and, and I'm it like, it just hurts you <laughs> more. Yeah. I think about my weight now and I go, you know, the jokes on me, I made fun of Billy Blanks and Tybo in the nineties and it was probably, you remember that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to see those commercials. My mom had them. Oh yeah. My mom had them too. Yeah. And she lost a ton of weight. Just really doing it. She did that. And Richard Simmons oh, sweating the oldies. Yeah. Things like that. <laughs> Always that. And oh, uh, Richard Simmons. Oh my goodness. All those songs that I used to hear. And then that guy. <laughs> that guy just with his voice he was so cheerful dude i'm sorry he was he's, just in such a good mood kind of a fun guy yeah he? he really yeah. is i'm happy. a pony i'm a pony i'm a pony lord help us all <laughs> lord help and us. uh uh yeah and i was like you know jokes on me i made fun of those things and i should have <laughs> been them doing seriously. them i should have <laughs> taken it seriously yeah anyway it's really easy to like fat shame yourself around the holidays yeah because there's so much stuff made with butter mm. available yeah Butter and sugar. And that's my love language is butter. <laughs> so. Now that I know that I can. If any, I can of my, if any of my old friends ever caught this episode, they're like, yeah, dude, like he made a song. I made a song about butter. I made a poem about butter. Yeah, it was. A, <laughs> but I also used to be kind of a, you know, stoner. So oh, yeah. <laughs> it came, mm-hmm. came with the territory. Butter. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, we, you know, it's about, it really is about self-control and uh, moderation and that's really difficult at all times, but it's especially difficult when you're being tempted by all sorts of good things. Yeah. Right. Mm, Well, and that's going to sound like I'm saying that, you know, grandma's Christmas cookies are of the devil, but that's not what I mean. No, they're not. Um, but yeah, you know, you're still supposed to exercise some self-control. Eight of grandma's cookies. Is of the devil. Is of the devil. <laughs> one is In not. one sitting. One right. is not. Eight is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> be jolly. Um, you can tell that we're recording this in, well, in the beginning of December. Yes. Yeah. Around the holiday season. Mm-hmm. I'm already, like, planning what I'm going to bake, so I feel yeah. this extra hard. Yeah. And we're uh, continuing our conversation about spiritual warfare beforehand. Um, if you want to contact us, you can get the uh, uh, contact us on a Couch Divided podcast. Yes, the housekeeping. Yes. So many of you guys are, and it's wonderful. And sometimes I really want to respond to your messages right in the moment, and I can't. So all I can like do is emoji. Right. Please forgive me for that. I as soon as I can, I will get back. Yeah. And there is a lot of intimate questions uh, uh, being asked too, as well. Don't think that we're forgoing, you know, what, yeah, what yeah. you've asked. Uh, and maybe we'll discuss this at a later date, too, as well. But, you know, uh, if you are struggling with anything, please get into a biblical church and talk to your yeah, pastor. Yeah, talk to your pastor. Talk, yeah. yeah. Right. Talk to anyone. Talking to someone is better than not talking to anyone. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Um, but your pastors, go talk to your pastors. And uh, we'll go in more detail, you know, uh, at a later date about, um, you know, um, those things and how to address yeah. those things. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, 
Yeah. But yeah, please keep. Yeah. But and sending the memes. You guys are so awesome yeah. with all of them. I love them. Please keep sending them. Yeah, we love them. And uh, like I said, couchdividedpodcast at gmail.com. You can contact us uh, there uh, with your topics, questions, or if you just want to say hi. Um, we would uh, much appreciate it. You could also contact us on Facebook, Instagram at a Couch Divide Pod, both same name. Uh, we'll be happy to, uh, um, you know, converse with you. Uh, you know, um, with anything that you want to talk about. And uh, so we appreciate you listening. We know we have a bunch of Sheologian li- uh, listeners. Yes, welcome, welcome. And to our seems like you guys enjoyed the episode to our clan. Right, yes. right. And don't forget about Sherry Stags. Um, oh my gosh, yes, you guys are loving the financial, st- what, what, what did you end up naming it, Nick? Or what are we in? Money, money, money. Insight oh, yeah. to financial stewardship. Can I tell yeah. you that I just like in my head the whole time it was money, money, money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Money. Money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, a, it, was a, it was a nice episode. It was fun. Um, Sherry was great. Uh, she did wonderful. She had a bunch of insight. And um, she was so gracious even in my own anxiety over money and well, finances. So. I mean, it, the the beginning of that episode just started off with so much conviction yeah oh and my i think God. it was just like faith and faith alone i think that we were just talking <laughs> about the concept of uh, justification yeah. by faith and and then all of a sudden we correlated to what you know our money and my our financial <laughs> situations too and it's like oh it There's just breezes in creeping up again yeah, yeah. My, my distrust sometimes my my own sin my suffering about uh finances especially around the holiday season i know i'm feeling that so hard this season so and toby is like so well taken care of yes but yes anyway um it's not like i'm i'm when i feel like that i'm wallowing because Mm -hmm. god has like greatly blessed me with Mm -hmm. the ability to gift people with anything Mm -hmm. and it's it's homemade stuff it was last year and it is this year yeah um and i love it and i like i really don't care if they want to keep it or throw it away or you know put it on my like burn it on my it's yours do what you will with it yeah yeah Yeah. um but i enjoy doing it it's fun sure uh time i get to spend with toby because it's like you know a handprint or a footprint type yes it's not in vain there's bonding yeah yeah and he he doesn't like it super i'm pretty sure everybody loves well, you're getting them too as well. <laughs> well, I'm not exactly an artist, but I try. So yes, I've had some go. help. Yes, um, yeah. Anyway, we are getting trying to be, get into the Christmas spirits, mm-hmm. right? And that being like wishing that you could do so much more is not a place that you should sit very long, mm-hmm. right? Right. I mean, it actually just breathes into what we were talking yeah. about um, here today. And we were, you know, we said we were going to, this is part three of, you know, spiritual our, attack, you know, spiritual attacks, spiritual warfare. Who the devil is, who he's not, and we hope you benefited uh, from the previous two episodes that you've been listening to. Yeah, um, you notice this is that unusual for us, but we haven't recorded them like in one sitting. We've mm-hmm. actually recorded them the way that you guys will hear them, which is like a week apart. Mm-hmm. So, thanks for coming on this ride with yeah. us. So you know, <laughs> so we, we hope apologize you, if it's a little choppy. <laughs> yeah, we hope you, uh, we, you know, you've loved them and any insight and, and keen insight to any any particular situations that you've been involved in in spiritual warfare. I would love to hear them or just the stories. You know what I mean? And uh, um, that will help me with my own sanctification. That's for Are sure. Are you asking <laughs> the listeners that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I wasn't definitely. sure if you met me or them. No. Yeah. No. No. We. T- I, how many stories did we tell each other? Yeah, about we know. It? You know what I just did? You know what I just experienced? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, um, you know, I, I, that sounds like we're <laughs> like we're sitting around and like having encounters with supernatural. And that's not at all. Uh, you know what? Any listener at home knows what we're talking about <laughs> when you sit around with a Christian brother or sister and just talk about yeah. some 
you know, you know, the nature of your own sin or temptation or any kind of suffering right. cognitively or well, whatever. Well, and if you so. don't have friends like that that you can be vulnerable and real with about your sin, you need to get them. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard, yeah. you know, and uh, um, but it is a blessing. Yeah, it's and a huge blessing. and we always say, get your butt in church yes. every Sunday. Um, Go to church. If you don't have those uh, significant others, you will find them at church. I guarantee you. you yeah. I mean? um, and uh, um, yeah, get your butt in church. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, church. But um, so also, I I wanted to make a, a mention of this episode too as well. The holiday blues um, that oh, we did oh, yeah, last yeah. year. We mentioned it uh, uh, in previous podcasts, but I want you to go back there. Um, it parallels a lot what we, what we're talking about today. So it, uh, of a you know a strange phenomenon that happens around these holiday seasons, thinking about the past and things like that. And because we're talking about the devil, he's right there, um, you know, trying to thrust that pain, you know, and exacerbate it I- even more, so that you may sin against God. Right. Um, and I guess that's the nature of what we're talking about today. Right. Uh, the kind difference of what between it, oppression and possession. Well, what it looked yeah. like, what scripture, ta- we wanted to go over some scripture that gives insight into what it looks like, or what at least what it looked like when Jesus was, you know, doing his earth ministry. Right. Um, I don't know if that's the way I want to say yes. that. but you know Earthly ministry. Earthly yeah, ministry. No, yes. Um, and then... I wanted to make sure before we like wrap up, I feel like this conversation is probably when we're going to come back to in the years to yeah, come. Multiple. Um, but before we end this episode, we, I wanted to briefly touch on something that I think a, a lot of people experience and don't know whether or not they should categorize the experience they're having as some kind of demonic interaction, demonic oppression, um, or, or something else, something physical, um, rather than something spiritual. And I will like, so what I'm talking about is sleep paralysis. So we're going to talk about that Mm -hmm. a little bit. We will do like a full episode on sleep paralysis because it's a huge topic, but briefly we are going to discuss it today. And Nick actually has volunteered to share some of his own experience with it, Mm -hmm. with you guys. Um, and hopefully that will be beneficial because I have talked to lots of people who've experienced this and I've had my own experiences mm-hmm. with it too. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, we're going to kind of like wrap up our conversation with that, mm-hmm. but we wanted to go over some scripture first. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, when we were doing research for this, Mark, mm-hmm. the gospels, when we think about the manifestation of demonic oppression and actually possession, my brain immediately goes to the gospels cause you see it a lot. You see it, thick right around jesus's ministry yes just it makes sense that that would be and and really when we say thick it's because you know we have four gospels that are talking about specific incidents if you look at the whole council council of god it was really just these kinds of incidents and then maybe david and saul with the uh stressing spirit upon saul um, making them angry um kind of thing right and so it's there in the atmosphere you know um do we see it repetitively? There's almost no talk about demonic possession after the Gospels except one account where mm-hmm. Paul actually cast a demon out of uh, a woman who had a mocking spirit. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and she was kind of into divination, and uh, it was, she was a sort of a an attraction for people to come and pay money, fortune telling, things mm-hmm. like that. And Paul just got upset at her <laughs> with uh, the constant mocking and just went, all right, demon come out. <laughs> and uh, the demon leaves her and they actually get mad. 
um, at uh, at Paul, kind of like the way they got mad at Jesus when he cast the demons into the pigs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's like, hey, that's what know. always comes to mind for me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so in the Gospel of Mark, we we see a couple of them, right? Uh, we see in Mark five, uh, the legion, right? Um, the legion of demons, which just means many demons. Can you right? read that part? Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. So right. this is Mark five one through th- the full account is one through thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, and it says, and when he got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an, an unclean spirit met him who had his dwelling among the tombs and no one was able to bind him anymore, mm. even with a chain. So he had like superhuman strength. <sighs> yeah. Kind of thing, crazy. Right? So, I, and then he did, they described this as many demons, right? So that's probably where his strength came from because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been torn apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces and no one was strong enough to subdue him. And constantly, night and day, among the tombs and in the mountains, he was screaming and gnashing himself with, or gashing himself with stones. So not only did he have superhuman strength, not only was he bound with chains, but he would use that to cut himself too, as well. Um, so self harm, right? Right. And seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran up and uh, bowed down before him, and crying out with a loud voice, he said, "What do I have to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God?" I implore you by God, do not torment me. I like how he even understood the title mm-hmm. of Jesus. So many heretics don't even understand that nowadays, but a demon does. For he had been saying to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And he was asking him, what is your name? And he said to him, my name is Legion, for we are many. And we uh, we began pleading with him earnestly not to send them out uh, to the region. Now there was a large herd of swine feeding nearby on the mountains, and the demons pleaded with him, saying, Send us into the swine so that we may enter them. And Jesus gave them permission, and coming out, the unclean spirits entered the swine, and the herd rushed down to the steep bank into the sea, and about 2,000 of them. And they were drowned in the sea, and their herd uh, herdsmen ran away and reported it in the city, in the countryside, and the people came to see what was uh, that had happened. And they came to Jesus and observed the demon-possessed man sitting down, clothed and in his right mind. That's a key key verse right there. Mm-hmm. And the very man who had uh, the legion, and they became frightened. And those who had seen it recounted. Uh, to them how this had happened to the demon-possessed man and all about the swine, and they began to plead with him to leave the region. That's where I'm going to stop there. Mm-hmm. Leave the region. Obviously, you're a man of God. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and you just got rid of a, you know, uh, demons. And a man who was walking amongst this tomb can't even be shackled anymore. So I'm actually assuming that there was constant uh, demonic activity right. in this man, right? Not only did he have one demon, but he had many demons, right? So maybe he had one at one time, and then his continued activity, you know, drew more in because mm-hmm. it seems to be a progression in how they could handle him, right? Before he was tame, they could shackle him. Now they can't. So that right. uh, that that tells to me that there was more demonic activity occurring in him almost, you know, continuously kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, he would cut himself as well. And so we see sort of the attributes of demonic activity, of 
of of great strength mm-hmm. and self harm. I would say like that's probably like Hollywood tries to kind of focus on Cre- some of recreate those. that. Yeah, yeah, recreate like the. I mean, maybe not just superhuman strength, but sometimes right, right? like or at least the the ability to overpower you. Yeah. Um, and shackles, those were steel. Yeah, that's you know a, I mean, mean, it's a that, that's a big deal. Um, so I thought it was really important that we talk about like it's really clear in scripture what this person looks like, mm-hmm. what's happening to him. You all have images in your head right, right. now what that would look like. Yeah. So I think we need we need to remember that, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a filter that we should be using mm-hmm. if we're trying to ascertain whether or not something is you know, demonic or, or there could be some other mm-hmm. explanation. Now, it does say that he was walking amongst the tombs yeah. too as well. Most likely, I mean, what would... Does that we, mean like necromancy? Yeah, I mean, we would parallel it probably to a cultic kind of um, a vibe. Like there. what? Like well, I mean, you know, I've ran into people that are very seriously involved with dead things. They like dead oh, things. Oh, yeah, okay. Sometimes dead animals. Sometimes yeah. just the, the talking about dead or just they, they're Morbid. just in love with uh, morbidity and death. Mm-hmm. And um, that elicits a, a lot of those things, too. Not that the dead uh, uh, is a spirit in themselves, mm-hmm. but that kind of activity around it, you know. Um, and uh, you're seeking, well, you're seeking strange spirits at that point. And I do believe that they fool you. So whatever activity that you're involved in that disassociates from God, that you put a spiritual connotation on, there lies, you know, demonic activity. Mm. It could be anything. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, I've once shared a story uh, about, uh, you know, uh, my I, I've I've experienced one time in my life a demon possessed person. You know, and I wouldn't um, I wouldn't tell anybody to go seek those things out. There are a lot of false prophets out there that go, I'm a, you know a deliverance minister, and they walk around casting demons out, and I just don't think that that you would want to go and find those things mm-hmm. um they're very serious um i do believe in them you know um i have to take them with a grain of salt too as well um because i am a counselor and i understand mental illness mm-hmm. um and that occurs as well from the fallen world and corrupt body right um but this person and i won't go into do to uh, uh to uh, too much detail but as i started reading scripture to them is when he started kind of contorting and, and freaking out and uh mm-hmm. as i was reading them and then passed out afterwards and i don't know what happened i ended up leaving afterwards um but it was not like this man where he was in his right mind and i didn't have any kind of theology behind me i just kind of prayed over him and he passed out afterwards right Um, and um never experienced anything like that it was a strange vibe i felt very strange and uh, i left and that's not something that i wanted to be involved in and i don't know why i came across that providence of god i I suppose but um Needless to say, you know, um, it's something that you don't want to Dark, seek out. Yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. you can feel the darkness associated with it. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So I mean, even the vibe changes in this room when we start talking about that. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. So that, I mean, so the whole crux of this whole conversation is like, what does it mean to have a healthy respect for what we know God allows Satan, the enemy to do, mm-hmm. right? In terms of influence over us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Job, guys, right. I know we've mentioned this before, and this is episode three for yeah. this series. We haven't done, you were, you were telling me, you were reminding me that we haven't done a three-part plus since our COVID episodes. Mm-hmm. 
That's a long time ago, Nick. Yeah, yeah. We did like five on the COVID yes. episodes. Yeah, we really went. Yeah. Our least popular ones, but you know, it, <laughs> they're there. They're there. Yeah. We were learning at that point. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, one of the things that um, gets emphasized a lot by our pastors is there's a specific reason that we see all this demonic activity occurring around Jesus's ministry. Um, and that while it's absolutely real <clears throat> in certain places, it might occur a lot more frequently, right. Than others um, in their experiences, like American pastors to come across somebody who was actual or you know they felt was really possessed would be extremely rare um and i always think that you know i've mentioned this before that they do play kate to their environment they're obviously aware of their environment mm-hmm. too as well like strange spirits obviously they acknowledge jesus for who he was right they, they can see they is. understand um things and uh, i think that they acclimate to you know our culture mm-hmm. you know it says in the scripture that the devil comes as an angel of light. Yeah. What does that look like in Western culture as opposed to, you know, a third world country? Right. Where in the third world country, you're seeking water and food. Right, exactly. So it's going to look very, what, kind of Different. almost primitive or rural. Uh, right. You know, it, it, it parallels what you're in. Right, of, of course. Um, and why wouldn't it not? That's what right, you're that's playing the, on. Your only yeah. mechanism of understanding. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and it would manipulate that. Yeah, and so definitely, definitely they placate. So what does that look like in western society you know what i mean uh we're one of the number one societies and i'm talking about western not just the united states but i'm pretty sure we're up there even as in the united Mm -hmm. states pornography lust divorce greediness lying kind Mm -hmm. of thing um you know we make movies glorifying those things we actually do rah 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 attica statements and protests glorifying these things um so yeah and we look at that and go that's of satan but then in third world Africa, you know, you see something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, in Eastern Africa. Um, I don't mean to say that all of Africa is third world. It's not. <laughs> no. But uh, but yeah, Eastern Eastern Africa. And I've, you know, I've been there myself. Um, haven't experienced any of those things. But yeah, people talk. So, yeah. yeah. Personally, I really only have one experience where I feel like I could have encountered somebody who was not alone in their temple mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, uh yeah just once and it was um during i don't even know if i should say this it was during training clinical mm. training and um the like overwhelming emotion the, um, the overwhelming emotional experience without giving like anything else away sure was just this anger that kept getting hotter and hotter Mm -hmm. until it felt like dis like despise despising yeah did you feel it on your skin oh man it was so palpable and Mm -hmm. like we as christians we don't let our feelings guide anything but i do believe that god built us with some alarm systems Mm -hmm. right on on purpose and i also think like scripture is pretty clear about that could be something that would be manipulated to scare me, you know, you know, in a, in the sense of like, I'm, I'm a Christian and I'm talking to this person in a clinical. And this setting. is something that I only think that a believer would recognize. Yeah. Right. And what I mean by that is that the Holy spirit does 
prompt you. You know, mm-hmm. there is that spiritual gift discerning between the spirits. And but before we go into cessationism or continuationism, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> you know, I am mm-hmm. a cessationist. I do think that those elements of those gifts still active. And yeah, would the Holy Spirit let you know? Mm-hmm. You know, of course. Yeah, yeah. It, it escalated to feel like hatred, mm-hmm. which you, like that could have occurred easily within the context I was in. Mm-hmm for any number of reasons, but Mm -hmm. it was, there was something really like hair on the back of your neck stand Mm -hmm. up about it. I am. I had over, it was, it was distinct. I had a similar experience. I didn't know what was going on. I was sitting in the back of a Starbucks and all of a sudden I felt that heat really hot and I'm like, what's going on here? And it didn't feel internal. It felt like on my skin, like you said. And I look up and there's a gentleman standing in front of me um, in, uh, you know, uh, pentagram right there on his, uh, on his, um, uh, on his arm and kind of dressed, um, you know, uh, dark, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I, I don't want to say goth cause goth isn't demonic, no, no, no. but you could tell he was into some occultish stuff. Sure. And I don't know why I felt that. I didn't even notice him standing there until I felt the heat and I looked up now that could that be a coincidence that it was just hot in, in the corner of that me. Starbucks I was breathing down your yeah. neck. Like, but you know, uh, as really soon as he left, breath. it got cold again. So I don't know, you know, like I, I can't discern those things cause I didn't get up and talk to him or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I've had similar experiences where I felt. No. Yeah. And I do believe it's just the Holy Spirit's prompting. Of right. Well, and yeah. I've been legitimately creeped out by people and in, in sessions of various kinds through training mm-hmm. and practice. But this was a totally different experience yeah. than that. And so and that's why I say like it only once. And I think a lot of people might assume that it would ha- like it would be encountered a lot more frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just my experience. And I think it goes to. You know, and we're not, Nick said we're not having a discussion about cessationism or any of that. But I do think that that would be in line with the theory that things have calmed down slightly. Yes. Since Jesus's ministry. And and it's like, how far do we, you know, do we take that too as well? You know, um, how do we differentiate between something that's happened physiologically or existentially, um, you know, in the realm of mental illness, right? right? Because we're talking about disorders. There are very real things. I think that a lot of the times our sin exacerbates those and brings those out. And that's the difference between us and the secular world. We do believe that sin causes a lot of these things, right? Um, And then having to deal with them and unraveling them in your repentance, right? The word of God says, bear fruit by keeping repentance uh, uh, with repentance. How much more do you have to concentrate on your mind and what it's telling you in order to do that? Of course, right? So understanding your mental state is highly important. But then, you know, what do we do with, Possession, you know what I mean? That emulates a lot of those physiological responses that we get, even just from standard mental illness, you know. Yeah. What I mean? So um, that is very hard to discern. What you don't want to do is hyperize the two, right? You don't want to go and go, well, it's all demonic. Yeah. And you don't want to also go, well, no, nope, you like have a disorder. Could, Here's it, a pill. It couldn't you know? be. <laughs> it couldn't be that. Right. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to discount it either. This. I think a lot of this isn't for us to discern. If you're, if you get the creeps from somebody, like that's a real, just right. back up, right? Back up, right? You don't Love need to be own. rude about it, or you can if you need to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, be rude. That's one of the crime junkie things. Like, be rude, be weird. Yeah, stay alive. I can't remember the order. Sorry, crime. And junkie. you know, in 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 Jesus counts uh, casts out a number uh, another demon by um uh, in a boy. Uh, and that uh, boy was sometimes, you know, he would throw himself in a fire sometimes and he would drool and foam at the mouth, mm-hmm. you know. 
uh, like he had rabies, you know. And this is the, the, one of those major passages where, you know, the man comes to Jesus and says, you know, heal my boy. You know, I believe, help my unbelief, you know. Uh, you know how many, uh, how many times I, I've said that? It's actually involving demonic activity uh, in, yeah, in that, that case. Yeah, I've said so many times too. Yeah, and it's a right statement to say, I believe, help my unbelief, because it's talking about having faith in Jesus and doing what he can do. Right, you know, of course. Means. Um, and so there's always hope in Christ. And, uh, you know, and this boy would sometimes throw himself into the fire, uh, drool and contort, you know. And, and so we see those elements uh, even there. That's Mark 9. We don't have to read the whole Mm-mm. chapter or no. anything like that. But then <laughs> there is always this sense of you're in your right mind afterwards. Yeah. Right? yeah. Now, I don't know what that means. Other than the fact that what you were before, you're not. Yeah, there's been a, like a distinctive change. Now, think about this. Upon regeneration or being born again, did you flesh out everything? Oh, gosh. No. But do you feel different? Can you say you're in your right mind at that moment? Mm-hmm. I believe so. I, I think it's... Or you're connected to a reality that's different right. than... We, we can even say on the right track. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, but there's an appropriation at that moment, right? Um, as opposed to what you were before that happened right you know um you actually are motivated to maybe fix things as a before you weren't mm-hmm. or you have a different kind of motivation or a foundation um i i think that what is what really sound mind means you know in 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 that regard right sure because uh and then i've also heard you know of cases of people not even remembering you know after after those experiences totally amnestic for it john piper and john macarthur have stories about these things happening in their office really yeah and you know and they don't have an abundance of stories because it didn't seem to happen a lot right again yeah we're seeing that as a pattern guys Right. right like it's not we can't be like the medieval church and using this as an explanation for what is a very like a, a mental health issue. Uh, and <clears throat> Truly, tr- hear me. Yeah, <laughs> that's a problem. It's a problem. We yeah. have to fill in the like meter between demon possession and right. So we do see these sin. things as common, but almost an anomaly if uh, at the same time does that make sense you know globally um i would say it's common regionally i would say it's an anomaly i I guess if you want to say it that way okay yeah now now i'm a post-millennialist okay what about you Riley? you're a (laughs) post-millennialist yeah yeah um i wasn't always but that actually helps me discern about christ's kingdom right and the uh, devil's presence and strange spirits and false spirits and demons and things like that. Why? Well, Jesus declared that all authority in heaven and earth is being given to him, mm-hmm. right? Now, I'm going to read the Christmas verse out of Isaiah. Okay. And then there's other verses that I want to go to, but I just want to read this one specifically, and we'll talk about the other ones. Okay. Um, and everybody knows this. It is the Christmas verse, right? Uh, so I'll start in uh, uh, verse 6, but that's chapter 9 of Isaiah. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. There will be no end to the increase, that's the, that's the key word there, increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then and forevermore, the zeal of Yahweh of hosts will accomplish this. It's the increase of his government. Matthew 13, 
the kingdom of God is like a under, uh, 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 like a, a mustard seed. It grows. It describes it as a pebble that eventually rolls into a, a mountain. There right. seems to, and then, and then, First Corinthians fifteen that he must reign until all enemies are put under his feet. Now, all enemies does that mean all physical enemies? No, that means all physical and spiritual, everything yeah. that would be an enemy, every enemy. So it all, seems all like in the course of church history, these things because. God is perpetually doing this, that mm-hmm. it gets less and less over time. That being said. I see what you're saying. That being said, as a post-millennialist, not everybody agrees with me on this. Yeah. You don't have to agree with me on this. This is not dogma. I do believe that we're still sort of in the early church. Uh, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, that's a, a an eschatological lesson, probably for another date, but um, that's kind of what I believe. And so do I believe that there's less demonic activity on earth now? Does that mean that there's not abundant, uh, an abundant uh, of demonic activity? Some, in some places. In some places. Right. Of course. We all, I mean, the, the devil's right there. Mm-hmm. It says that. Um, I well, just, and it, we, we're, I think, in our culture, like in our like day, mm-hmm. it, we experience it. Dif- we just experience the temptation differently. Mm-hmm. As God comes in, uh, kingdom grows lesser kingdoms get less mm-hmm. right and so this has this, this, this so eschatology does really play a, an important role in how you discern these things right it matters and it really puts peace into my heart that he is reigning right and i have his spirit the spirit of christ now how much more when a demon recognizes god and says don't torment me right can he not oppress me when he's given me the holy spirit who's actually called the spirit of christ mm-hmm. so i don't believe that i can be possessed no um, so I'm going to have to worry about that. Right. I don't have to be afraid of that. But James does say, you know, submit to God, right. resist the devil. Right. He'll flee from you. Right. Right. Why? Because he entices sin. Right. Jesus was tempted by Satan. Guys, you're <laughs> not. Okay. Don't kid yourselves. You're not mm-hmm. going to escape any of this. Mm-hmm. So don't try. That's not the goal. Mm-hmm. Goal is an escape. It's like, okay, what do I do? Yeah. yeah you don't have uh, exhortations to put on an armor of God or resist the devil or <laughs> submit to God. <laughs> for with, no reason. With, for no reason. Yeah. You know? And it, I laugh because while well, I'm laughing at myself, we, we are all guilty of this. It's not uh, guilty of forgetting that that's true. It's not just a ritual that you do. No, it's this real. The, the, you are fighting warfare, warfare here. Now, does it sanctify you? Yes. Yes. Does the practice of these things, even when things going over uh, are fine, help you grow in the understanding and, and the closeness that you have with God? Of course, it's yeah. used for that. Yeah. But then what do you think you're combating against when right. that happens? The devil will be able to do less, yeah. <laughs> I suppose, if you want to say it that way. When you have the word of God Mm -hmm. and it really is all the foundations of him, um, of Jesus, his word. What did he say? What did he say? The Holy Spirit teaching you the things about Christ. Mm -hmm. And I do think that Christians can be possessed only by the Holy Spirit. Right. (laughs) Possessed by the Spirit. Right. God does possess you. You understand. That's why you can't be possessed by any other spirit. Right. Right. He he holds you. So if the Holy Spirit possesses you. Right. Then, I, I, well, uh, we've mentioned this before, a but jealous, a house divided against yeah, itself cannot he's stand. He's a jealous landlord. Right. He's, he's not going to let a demon no, in there no, either. He doesn't room with darkness and light don't cohabitate. I, again, we've mentioned this. This is where we get our name. Mm-hmm. A house divided against itself yeah. cannot stand. Whoop, whoop. And it can't. Mm-hmm. You know, and Maybe we should do the like Shakespeare yeah. Someday, like as like a little live video, yes. you and I can do the Shakespeare. I love it. <laughs> and we've already had an episode about, you know, yeah. much ado about self. 
That's true. Part one and part two. I know. That's yeah. a great play, actually. Much Ado About Nothing. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Um, and I think I have the book at home, too, as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh-huh. I have a bunch of Shakespeare stuff. You know what I mean? I don't know. You wouldn't think I'm a Shakespeare guy, but kind of am. Hark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Which is uh, one of my favorite episodes. Again, go ahead back and listen and download. Yeah. And I love it. I know. So, yes. yes. Well, we were just talking about self, too. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. I think, I think we've talked, like, the meat and potatoes of that. I want to... Talk mm-hmm. about sleep paralysis and so, then have you share your experience. Yeah, and so the, and the reason why we even bring those up is because what I just mentioned, how do right. you differentiate between, between this yeah. and this other thing? Yeah, this other thing. So I've had I would g- love to have a, a like great answer for you guys that you could apply like blanketly on all situations. Mm-hmm. But I don't. So the pattern that I see in scripture are ones who have authority and, uh, and God-given authority. I do believe that you should be going to your pastors about these things. Yeah. To seek out wisdom. Right. To even bring them, you know, dare I say, to your pastor. Right. And what I mean by that is, hey, you know, I do believe that this kid can be c- confer with yeah. counsel. Just yeah. right. Seek counsel. You seek counsel on this. You don't go out rogue, and you're not a you know deliverance minister. Stop with that prosperity. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. So. so, what is sleep paralysis? Um, I, I'm again. I know that I said this at the beginning of our episode, but this is not an episode on sleep paralysis. So, I'm gonna do just a very brief overview of yeah. this. But we'll re- we'll do a full. Yeah, list, it's so. relevant to our conversation because a lot of people experience this. So, mm-hmm. um, technically, sleep paralysis is the atonia that occurs and atonia is a loss of muscle control or paralysis okay during the falling asleep or waking up period of time okay so there it is physical paralysis lots of people experience right a concurrent a simultaneous I mean, lot, actually tons and tons of different experiences, but right. all terrible, frightening, mm-hmm. um, demonic, otherworldly, alien, mm-hmm. possessed, mm-hmm. Uh, um, stalked, mm-hmm. um, tormented, whatever nasty emotion you can mm-hmm. kind of come up with, a nasty feeling, um, oppressive, mm-hmm. right, feelings. Yeah. Um, and so psychologically people in this state right this sleep paralysis which essentially it's a disruption okay mm-hmm. that is occurring between our sleep wake cycle mm-hmm. we dream when we fall asleep mm-hmm. right so there are different stages and we should we have a dream episode like kind of happening mm-hmm. in the future it's not we haven't outlined it yet yes. but um, I think that would be interesting. Yeah, do. and it's really, I mean, I'm going to concentrate on refuting Freud here on that one. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, like, I mean, pretty much everybody. But yeah. um, so some people report experiencing like there's some entity mm-hmm. in the room. Mm-hmm. So like, disruption in the sleep-wake cycle and yeah. this, there's an intrusion of this paralysis that occurs while you're sleeping mm-hmm. into wakefulness Mm -hmm. so you are conscious you're awake you're aware but you can't move Mm -hmm. a lot of people report not being able to breathe Mm -hmm. they can't move they can't speak Mm -hmm. they can't scream Mm -hmm. feeling heavy weights Mm -hmm. you know like the weight of somebody sitting on their chest um seeing Mm -hmm. things hearing things Mm -hmm. um so um the uh the clinical terms are hypnopompic and hypnagogic 
mm-hmm. hallucinations. Right. Those occur. sounds like Pokemon that I need to I catch. I know. You know. Hypno sleep. So <laughs> hypnogogic. Yeah. So, so one occurs as you're falling asleep, and the other as you're waking up. And I honestly, I cannot remember which one is which, and I didn't look it up. So forgive me. If what? you're really interested, you could look it up. Right. Um. And yeah, if I've had experience in those those things itself. Now. I have to say that I've never gone to a doctor and get diagnosed. No, 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 no. I think <laughs> yeah. a lot of people self-diagnose yeah. this or yeah. they don't. They get, they're just very frightened by it. Yeah. And it actually took me a little bit because at, at one point my experience in these, and I'll tell you the story, I did think it was demonic activity. Sure. But I, it I was, feels evil. I was very ill theological. This was probably within the first year uh, that I was walking with Christ. Now, those experiences still happen to me. Um, going into sleep and coming out of sleep. I'm I'm just I don't freak out anymore. Right, <laughs> it's right. just is it what it is. Scare you the way it and is. as quickly as it comes, it goes. Yeah, you know, it's really brief. But um, yeah, I um, well, coming out of addiction, I heard voices yeah. and things like that, and that was you know this meth induced schizophrenic kind of like yeah, you know me- voice meth induced you know. psychosis yes it's psychosis yeah. and uh and even stuck with me you know well after i was sober yeah. too as well for, for about a lot two of years. people yeah and there were some miracles uh, in there even here uh, but you know healings and mm-hmm. stuff and praying to god that they would go away and then all of a sudden after i say amen wow. turning off yeah that's so amazing um from a 10 to a 2 and then right. just naturally dissipated from there how glorious. Yeah, I, I will never forget that moment. I, I, I would love to tell that story holistically, maybe again sure. at a later date. Um, in fact, there was a lot of things that happened to me like that. So um, I've had more encounters with the Holy Spirit than I've had with demonic spirits. So let's just say it that way. Good. And so praise God. <laughs> yeah, praise, praise God. God. Um, and <laughs> um, uh, But this strange phenomenon would happen to me. So when the voices just like finally went away... Mm-hmm. Um, I started actually experiencing those voices um, uh, again right when I fall asleep. And actually, it still happens today. And I'm embarrassed to say it. They're weird phrases, and sometimes they wake me up and <laughs> or, or <laughs> as I get ready to fall asleep, I actually just like fully wake up they and start startle, la- Yeah. They either startle me or make me laugh. Most of the time, make me laugh because it, it really is an internal dialogue. Sure. And, uh, you know, I'll, 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 I'll be falling asleep and I'll hear, oh, yeah, that was the right decision. <laughs> it's the critic. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, the critic. Oh, forgive me. That was almost my yeah. drunk Frenchman laugh yeah, that yeah. came out there. <laughs> Sorry. Or, or uh, do you have five bucks? <laughs> You know, it, it's just strange thing. I go, what am I, what is swimming around in yeah, there? Yeah, lots you know? of stuff. It's almost like I'm talking to myself kind of thing. And <laughs> I, I guess I am, you know, for in me, one case. So <laughs> for me, it's been, I want to go home. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Even though I'm home. Yeah, in your, you know, I want to yeah, go home. I want to yeah. go home. Um, I used to, um, yeah, I, I would hear that. And then, then I would just fall asleep and it wouldn't happen yeah. anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? But then. Sometimes, you know, there's that, you know, I'm dozing off, but I'm not really asleep yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a stage right before REM. There's some, some consciousness mm-hmm. well, that's, there. So that's you know? the sleep, like the yeah. intrusion is happening yeah. then. Like you should be not so conscious. Right. Yeah. If I ever get disturbed or just woken up, Startled, whatever, you yeah. know, the TV's on, some loud bang, whatever, um, I will like, start to experience shakiness. Like oh, right. where it feels actually my bed is shaking and then eventually I, I realized it was, was my body. It, but I wasn't shaking physically. It was almost internally. Yeah, yeah. And it, I always described it as it feels like my blood is moving. 
mm. from toe to head. Weird. Yeah, I just that's how that's I correlated so trippy, it. Right. And it was just I do always describe it as a wavy feeling. Yeah. It's wavy, and I'm like, what is going on? It wasn't dizziness. It was just shakingness, mm -hmm. and then it would go away. I so now I still deal with that. Um, it happens two or three times a week. Wow. And yeah, for not for me. I don't yeah. really don't like on a, on occasion. I will deal mm -hmm. with the. Uh, and so I know how to solve it right when it happens. I mean, it really just goes away. I can yeah. just lay there and just feel it. And then it, it goes away. And I don't like it too much. Yeah. And so I just sit up. And when I sit up, I don't really feel it. I can feel it in my hands so much. But when I sit up. So you're you know, not really paralyzed. So there is no um, actual unmovement. Like, I know it gets lumped. What I'm saying gets lumped into paralysis. Yes, right. Um, and so I started researching those things. Right. Um, now that first year, I really thought that there was some kind of demonic activity. Right. Hearing the voices, trying to discern the shakiness. I thought God was trying to wake me up to uh, uh, prevent a demonic attack. Sure, something. I just did not have any kind of sound theology right. in there. Right. And if I did... And this is why discipleship matters right. And this is why we went over the verses, because if I did and I understand oppression or a possession... I wanted to understand what I was going through wasn't actually qualifying with anything that the scriptures right. were saying. Right, right, um, And, um, I mean, there was no enticement of sin. There right. was no degradation of body or dissociation from God. There was no superhuman strength where I wanted to cut myself and break away from shackles. Um, I didn't mm -hmm. feel the need to run down the street and, you know, say three Hail Marys and do a ritual. Like, I, uh, which I wouldn't have anyway, but like... Sure. Uh, there was nothing. It was just, it was actually just a physiological response. It was physiological, response. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I like that you said that because I think that could be, you, again, there is no blanket rule. Seek counsel. Don't try to decipher or determine any of this on your own. Seriously, I, just go seek wise counsel, wise trust. And counsel. as I, as I started w uh, researching this, you know, and this was before I got into school and before I even learned anything, I started seeing um, strange comments and posts on uh on like message boards about all of this and some of them were describing exactly what i'm saying it's sleep paralysis or it's there it's lumped in hypnogogic hypnopompic yeah right. all of that stuff and then others no your uh your uh, you know my mom's uh mattress was uh, uh demon possessed and we went outside and burned it and then it didn't happen again anymore kind of thing like and i'm like okay um which you don't see in the bible to burn your mattresses <laughs> Um, you never see anything right. uh, other than Jesus casting out demons or Paul in the name of Christ, you know, Christ, you know, and like I said, there's a couple of, uh, demonic activities after the gospel, Paul casting out the demon possessed mm -hmm. girl or the demons beating up, you know, um, the Jewish uh, leaders who were in the name of, you know, uh, you know, in the name of the God, Jesus, you know what I mean? It's Jesus. I know Paul who I uh, you know, I heard of, you know, but who sure. are you? And then they beat him up. Right. And that's it. It is about it. You know, um, there's Paul saying Satan prevented us from coming to see you. You know what I mean? Right. Just evil activity all around here. So we know, understand. And we've already talked about that in previous episodes. Right, right, right. That it doesn't have to be so, uh, somewhat, um, you know, immaterial. That false prophets and activities in your environment, you know, right. get you. But understanding who the enemy is, right, yeah, yeah. helps you defend yourself against him. Right. But the your greatest defense is the Lord, right. and you you need to have a healthy, healthy relationship with all of this, right? Because God is the one that allows. And so, remember, the Holy Spirit who possesses you, right, teaches you the things of Christ. Right. 
when I started to understand that and gain um, my understanding, I was no longer, I wasn't afraid of the sleep paralysis or I wasn't afraid right. of the, uh, the gogic or pompic feeling that I was feeling or whatever, whatever <laughs> it is. I, I don't think a, a lot of people are confused on that. And it's something that actually is very, very, very common. Uh, uh-huh. I, I, I realized that. Now, some of me thinks about, you know, when I was 17, I got hit with a brick in my head. Yes. Split my wig right open. Right. I couldn't talk for six months. You had a traumatic brain injury. Yes. It, yes. Um, now, it healed pretty quickly. I was 17. But, like, um, but uh, um, I couldn't talk, you know. Yeah. The left side that's of your brain. Hu- that's yeah. a huge deal and a huge yeah. trauma. And the, the reason why my right hand, I couldn't feel it, is kind of the left side of the brain co- yep. kind of controls the right yeah. side, right? And I uh, couldn't feel my hand for a, a few years until that hematoma kind of just, you know, loosened up. It was just pressing on a lobe. Oh, man. You know what I mean? I actually knew what I wanted to say. My motor skills yeah. were there. I just couldn't say you it. You just couldn't do it. So I, I went to a speech therapist, and they're like, listen, it's not yeah, that. That's it, not what's it's happening not that. here. You know, you're not tongue-tied. You're not forgetting your verbal skills. You, you know, know what it. you want to say. You know it. It's just wait you till can't. this heals. So yeah. I got dismissed. They're like, yeah, it, you're fine. And yeah. as soon as the hematoma went away, my speech started coming back. I do have a slight stutter to this day because of it. But, but yeah. that's about it. Now, that, I feel like you would never know. That mixed in with all the trauma of meth and the stress that I yes. put my uh, brain under and the, the amount and the intensity of my psychosis, I start to think that, yeah, there's some things neurologically that have elicited um, the things that I uh, that I experience when I sleep. I can't make that a firm diagnosis. I speculate, though. Sure. You know, yeah. something's going on. There's and some chemical things that have yeah. happened. Like, there was some physiological changes that yeah, occurred. And yeah, and... I should go make a doctor's appointment, just yeah. get everything checked out. You should. But yes. <laughs> um, but yes. Um, I and haven't take the yet. the great mystery yeah. out of it. I haven't yet. And here's the here's the thing, because I can describe it theologically, and right. sometimes I forgo my responsibilities of seeing my physician mm-hmm. too as well. And so it's like, don't use your Trust piety as, yeah, yeah your, your piety as an excuse to re- forego. To be yeah, Because if you were really pious, you would understand that is your responsibility. Yeah, go. To see it. Yeah, go. go. So... Yes. Now I can describe so what's going we're admo- on. Yeah. I mean, we don't need to because you just admonished yourself, but we're going to admonish mm-hmm. Nick to go to the doctor. Yes, go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. Your brain. Um, but uh, yeah, and those are, I mean, it, it, this is all I'm dealing with nowadays. And it's like, well, praise God, because yeah. he needs to deal with a lot more. Well, and who but, knows? Yeah. Who knows if that will continue to self-correct? Right, right. It, there could be scar tissue up there. There mm-hmm. could be a lot Healing, of things. Yeah, right. yeah. And um, you just need to, at least I need to know, right. you know what I mean? You know, and if any steps need to be taken after that. Right. If them. there is yeah. anything that you can do to be helping yeah. things along. <clears throat> so a lot of the times, and we don't want to get wrapped into this, so we attribute everything to a demon. No. But everything, something's going on physiologically and you're going to ignore that and get more ill right right or suffer more right 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 suffer gra- more greatly than or, you would or in a lot of cases you know people chalk everything up to the disorder that they had the medication mm-hmm. that they have and they identify by that and they forego the spiritual things they get lost in their medication yeah. and it's very hard for them to c- uh, come out of it i feel so bad because i feel right now like what we're saying is just there is a middle ground somewhere and you have to find it and it's jesus yeah jesus well jesus there. i mean no neutrality around Christ. That's not what I mean. But there is not a blanket way to assess situations like this. I don't think, I think you need to be wise and discerning in any instance that you come encounter with stuff like this. And you don't want to hyperize it both ways outside of yourself, right? Like that is so important. Now the things of God are the things of God. The things of the devil are the devil. If you're not doing the things of God, I don't care if you, you, you experience the oppression or possession 
you know, in the ways that we describe. Mm-hmm. If you're sinning, the devil's behind there right. somewhere. Now, he entices sin. Right. It doesn't make you. It doesn't say that he makes you, physically takes your hand and do it, unless you're possessed. But if you're a believer, I don't think you have to worry about that. Yeah. But the oppression comes from the enticement of the sin that is still in there, being purged out by God in your sanctification. Sanctification is a process he says, be transformed by the new right. renewal. It's a verb. It's active. It's perpetual to the day of glory kind of thing. You're always going to be struggling with something like this, right? And so in the course of sanctification, God, who does not tempt you, but tests you, but the devil who does tempt you will um, will try to entice you kind mm-hmm. of thing. So sanctification is a testing and a reproof from God. And then the temptation is from the devil. And that's how it, uh, that's how we discern. You know, uh, sometimes in demonic activity, you know, when I'm feeling inside the anxiety, if I hear a bunch of accusatory things about myself and I go, that's that's the devil, isn't Mm -hmm. it? I know that's the liar. That's a a liar. And it really does tell uh, uh, tell me that, you know, he wouldn't be able to uh, get away with these things if I actually didn't have them in my mind to begin with. Well, if you didn't entertain it. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. like, why do I so down upon myself? The thought it's like self-occurring. Mm-hmm. isn't inherently mm-hmm. a sin. Right. But if you follow it, if you right. submit to it, then... So now we mentioned sleep paralysis briefly. We'll do really a, briefly. Yeah, yeah, we'll do a deep episode on that, but that's just a, a small example of... Of one of the physiological explanations right. for what can occur... You know, at right. night when you're going to sleep or in the morning when you're waking And without up. throwing the baby out with a bathwater. Right. It's always the word of God, the Holy Spirit's movement, teaching you the things about Christ. Right. Okay. Is there anything else oh. that we want to mention here? I don't think so. I feel like we've talked this through, like everybody is. Right. This is the third episode that we're doing it. <laughs> we're we're going to conclude this. We hey, planned on doing one. Just yes. So we only knows. planned on doing one, but it was a heavy topic. Uh, please continue, um, you know, to share this, like, subscribe, all of that. Comment on uh, uh, on this episode. Rate us on iTunes and Spotify yeah, and every platform. There's a lot of platforms that we're on. Go ahead and just, you know, listen to them all. And if you've listened <laughs> to it once, listen to it again. But, hey, remember in your daily walk with Christ, yeah, there is a lot of activity seeking you to dissociate him uh, for, uh, yourself from him. Hmm. But he says to take heart that he has overcome the world. He's got it, guys. Love you. Love you.